1: I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta.
0: And I'm Owen Rask AU on Insta.
1: Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us.
0: And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only.
1: Evan, did you know that some people estimate we make over 35,000 decisions every single day?
2: I did. I knew that from the I learned that in physical anthropology. But the other thing about that question, or sorry, that statement, is that over 99% of them, we don't actually know we make. They're automated. They're automated. By our brain. Correct. And by our experiences, by our biases, by our overall just being human. I mean, the decision about how I interact with you, how I communicate to you, my brain is doing that decision making, because it is, it's choice, right? How I talk to you is choice. My brain does it automatically. I don't have to think about it. Because if we did, we wouldn't be able to function. It would be, I mean, think about an old analog you know, system. It's very, very slow. So digitization is basically just turning those 35,000 decisions that we make into an automated system.
1: All right. Well, before we get ahead of ourselves, I'm Kate Campbell, the host of the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm joined by my friend, Evan Lucas, the author of Mind Over Money. And today we're talking about how to use technology to improve your life, in particular, your financial life, reduce a bit of decision fatigue, put things on autopilot and just make sure you've got more time for the fun stuff like Mm. traveling or reading a
2: book. That's, I know that's your favorite thing. Yes, that's my book. favorite that's thing. That's your favorite Sorry, thing. I added that in there. <laughs> just just throwing in the personal. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what we're here, because what we're here to talk about is automation. The other thing, the way I look at in the human context of it, routine. Yes. Right. So human beings can get into routines really, really well, but it requires work. And that's something human beings aren't great at. Um, and that's what we want to talk about. That's why the beauty of technology is, is that it has revolutioned our life. It does make things easier. We know that. We can easily pick up our smartphones and do a lot of things now that we put not even as little as 10 years ago. So that is the next step, is that making routine automated makes that routine even easier to implement. And, and you're right to to talk about that because I think decision fatigue is a, is a fascinating one because one thing that we've spoken about in previous episodes is inaction and then... Having inaction that also has you know incorrect decision making. If you can automate and take the decisions away from yourself, you can get away from inaction, and you can also get away from not just decision fatigue, but the basic human emotion of h- how we feel when we're wrong. Mm. Because being wrong, no one likes to be wrong, and nobody likes to to find because wrong equates to loss, and loss leads to You know, an idea of scarcity, an idea of I no longer have. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So as an absolute picture of new world automation being the generation that you're in, what are the steps that you've taken over the last three to five years to find yourself automating your monetary life? I'm not gonna go your own personal life, but what have you done in your monetary life to automate yourself?
1: Yeah, I've got an AI robot right here, running the (laughs) podcast, but in the rest of my financial life, I have automated some of my investments where I can automate to have regular direct debit contributions made. So that happens behind the scenes. I just need to make sure the money's in the account and bam, it happens every month. I also split some of my paycheck each month. So that happens automatically based off percentages. I might say that I want 10% of my paycheck or a few hundred dollars every month to be automatically put into a savings account when my paycheck hits my bank account. Mm -hmm. I also automate things like emails. So when I receive emails from share registries, they automatically get forward into particular folders so I can see them when I need them. And I also automate some savings. So if I have a savings goal, I've talked on the podcast about my Christmas savings bank account that every year I like to have an automated savings plan. So every month, X amount of money is transferred into my Christmas savings account. So when I get to November, December, when I'm ready to buy presents, it's all there ready to go. What about you?
2: I the way I automate things is again splitting but I'm also trying to maximize every sort of revenue stream that I have to, to improve my other scenarios so income that I receive here and now so not my investment income but income I receive through you know my my streams of, of revenue they go straight into split accounts I like you I actually have to take consideration of tax because I get paid in gross in some perspectives so half goes into my account that i use every day half goes into a holding account then i have splits up to also for other things some of it goes to my investment account some of them goes to other things that i do with but it's all automated and i don't have to worry about it it also means that i know that when i see because all i look at in terms of when i open my bank account is my transactional account what i've got for inverted commerce today if i've seen that gone up i know that every other account has moved in the right direction um, and therefore it immediately puts me in a state of going yep yeah, fantastic my money's working for me it's offsetting my interests for my home loans it's investing in a way i want it to do and so on so forth it also the way i look at that and i what i love about it is that it stops me from <laughs> my own biases which is you know i do get and enjoy getting a little bit into the nitty gritty and possibly making decisions I shouldn't make, like investing in something that I shouldn't. <laughs> takes that It takes that that want away from me, which is which is a good thing. Um, it, it it allows me also to stop. I mean, I always do it anyway, but it's, it it means I don't have to mental account. I don't have to worry because yeah. the worry is not there because it's been it's actually happening by technology. So that's that's how I automate my things, bill payment again same thing if i can automate it i then uh, the way i look at it is a bit different i'm trying to verticals maximize every dollar as i said because as far as i'm concerned the less i can pay my bank in interest that's a win so i will automate all of my bills to be not only paid in full but on the very final day they're due (laughs) now the risk that I've just said about that, if you're out listening to thinking about that, you need to understand that you need to make sure the exact amount of money is in your account because yeah. you don't want to overdraw it. So, that's that's the technical part of it.
1: So, do you set up a direct debit oh, for yeah. this?
2: Yeah. yeah. Direct debit, BPAY, whatever it is. I know this is full personal finance from my side. But again, from my perspective, I know that if I'm not earning investment income, I'm offsetting what I, you know, reverse compound interest. Lending is a beautiful product. It's a product that allows you to grow, you know, exponentially. That's the advantage of leverage. But a home loan, which is a leverage product, is inverse compound interest. So the more and the faster that you can bring that balance down, the less interest you pay, therefore the less that compounding works against you. We always talk about how it works for you and that is exactly how you should think of it. But again, if I can use offsets to do that. I can reduce that. It is a savings way of looking at things. The asset becomes mine faster. Their mindsets, right? They're again getting away from non decision making, gets me away from mental accounting, from anchoring myself to a bad position, makes me more accountable, more accepting. All those buzz terms we've used over the previous episodes, all of that's why automation is is fantastic.
1: Yeah. Right? And we've shared a few examples of how we personally automate parts of our finances. And I think if you're listening right now, looking at what areas of your finance do you do a repetitive process on a, a monthly, a quarterly, an annual basis where you, you're making the investments yourself. You're moving money into five different savings accounts. You're paying your bills manually. Or one of my friends the other day, I saw they'd printed out the bull, bill on the, the kitchen fridge and actually they were writing paid on it. So that works for them. But maybe they could automate that if they wanted to. Um, and even things like superannuation contributions, or uh, maybe you have to transfer money to someone. Is there any places in in your finances where there's a repetitive action, and there probably is, if you want to, can you consider automating it?
2: Yeah, and i that's, I mean, they're not only that, getting back to your, your payments, those bills that are, you know, more and more of them are now actually allowing you to do that. Rates, phone bill, they'll actually say to you, do you want to make this a repetitive payment? Mm. Um, and you certainly can do that. I, 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 For me, it's the credit card. So, again, my maximization is... My credit card is the way that again, I maximize my stuff. Again, I know this is for me personally. So if you're listening to this, please be aware of the risk of what I'm saying. I pay my credit card off in full before the 55 day credit limit expires and therefore I get an interest repayment to make sure it's done to the cent. Um, So that again, I'm extending as much time as I can trying to basically against reverse compound interest. All of that's again, automated, it's all done. So all that payment is done so your credit cards these days, and I don't want to promote them, I'm not here to promote them, but those payment systems, whether it's your debit card, credit card, or whatever it is through your bank, they will allow you reoccurrent payments. And they therefore, again, if you can take mental accounting or mental administration, let's call it that, because that's what we're talking about here, Kate. It's everything away mm. from your thought process. It will clear you up to concentrate on what matters, which is dealing with the much more longer-term strategic position, knowing that your finances are being taken care of from the really, really granular level because some people love it. And if you do, embrace it because those people are really, really thorough. But if you can't, try and take that away from you so that you know that at least there's something looking after you. And as you said, the the term here is is decision fatigue. What do I pay off tomorrow? What do I pay off today? Like Every time I get caught on this, I'm realizing I'm not doing my investing that I wanted to do. That I think has been one of the most common things I've seen come to me through questions that come through social media is that I find myself unable to invest because every single month I sit down to do my bills, I have no money left. If you had a bit of automation, your money would actually be paying its bills regularly and you'd actually start to see where your money's moving. It also therefore probably makes you peek and sit up and go, well, hang on, I have got a little bit less than I thought I did rather than, you know, here's the balance. 30, 31st of the month comes up, your bills are paid, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have to pay them, and your account's back to zero. That That's a very reoccurring problem. Uh, and it's, again, automation would actually pay them on a more consistent basis to actually help your budget as well. Again, mental accounting, mental administration. Let's help you get away from it. Well, probably the next part of the whole thing is that what other parts of automation do you think it help you overcome your own personal problems. No, not your personal problems. <laughs> Terrible term, your own common biases. You know. Have you found that automation has actually got you away from, from doing things that you knew in the past you would do, which was manual, which automation can help you get away from?
1: Yeah, I think the big thing it's solved for me is that information analysis paralysis where every month I'm like, oh, should I invest in that ETF this month? Or what about that share? Or what about that other investment or should I just save it for this other goal I'm working towards? And when I work out what my plan is and I'm able to automate those investments, then it's not a new decision every month. Uh Some months I might want to pause or redirect the money because I have a different goal or my priorities have changed or for some reason it's a more expensive month because the shower broke down and I had some more bills. But I think of ways that I can overcome my personal Analysis paralysis, where, and maybe shiny object syndrome, where I just uh, there seems like new opportunities and new things to try, and so automating as much as possible reduces my sticky fingers essentially.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree with that completely. From the point of view, it gets me away from getting caught on confirmation bias, getting caught on anchoring, getting mm. caught on attention bias, And trying so, to
1: decide which day to invest. I think that's
2: a big yeah. challenge as well. If yeah. you've automated- Because it brings timing in. Yeah. You're exactly right. It, as soon as you start thinking, oh, is today the day- then, then months maybe, can go by. Correct. Because you can always find a reason not to.
1: Yeah. And there's always going to be a better day to invest, yeah. but that's why if you think about it, it's every month at the same time or every quarter at the same time, or as soon as my bank account hits X amount of dollars, I invest.
2: Yeah. And into existing- investments yeah into my set strategy you are not then going this is the month new thing new investment (laughs) no No. it's i mean
1: i used to do that at the very beginning it was like well every month should be a brand new idea a brand new investment but now it's very much okay let's get away from that thinking and let's just invest most of my money into my long-term investment strategy if there's a new idea well maybe i do that with a bit of my play money
2: yeah and that's separate from the automated. Yeah. That's separate from the routine. That's the, not for
1: long term, Kate.
2: That's correct. just for that's for fun, Kate. Yes, <laughs> that's that's for Kate that has and enjoys playing with a thousand mm. bucks here and there. That's not, you know, the, the goal that you're trying to get yeah. to, with your. And that's that's to me. I think the most important thing about the revolution of of automation, and particularly now that you know, costs on those systems are so much lower. I mean, once upon a time, automation was almost impossible. You still had to bring up your broker, or if you were going through CommSec like and NAB trade, it didn't exist. And that's even as long as seven years ago, right? Yeah, I, I we have not so
1: many advantages So many now. advantages
2: now. And it just gets past the issue. I mean, the, the issue I would come back to is if you have things automated, like Kate just pointed out, if you have that ability to stay away, that 90% of your investment or your savings or whatever that pool is is done automated. It gets you away from the GameStop problem. It gets you away from getting calls up in manias, whatever that happens to be, because it it takes decisions away from you, which is a good thing. You've made a decision to automate, to create a routine, to create the long-term goal, but it also takes that action of the possibility of, of mistake. And we yeah. talked about mistake at the start. And, and from that's I come back to it because I know in the past, I have been guilty of that. I've put my hand up and said, "You know, my worst ever decision was bought long year," and I will tell you that to the cows come home, because I had decisions that looked correct and I kept making the wrong decision, even though it was telling me, "This is not a good idea," and this is not, this is not going in the direction it should be. So, that is the advantage of of why automation has moved. That yep. other thing to sort of look at with regards to to technology, <laughs> we need to talk about it from the other side as well. Is there anything that you see as a negative that comes with this?
1: Oh, technology absolutely makes it easier to change your portfolio. You can just log into your brokerage account right now and decide, I'm just going to sell everything and do something else. And I think that is that is one risk that because of an emotion you're feeling on a particular day, that could override the whole portfolio you've spent the last few years building and slowly investing in and working on and so it's so easy to change our mind or change our plan which is great in one hand because it helps us get started because there's less barriers but on the other hand it does make us more susceptible to emotional irrational decisions
2: Mm -hmm. yeah for me the other i mean the catch with automation also is it can also lead to a set and forget Mm. um, which is what we're sort of somewhat promoting here the, the thing is you still need to check in, right? It's still It
1: should be set and review.
2: Set and review rather than set and forget. But that is sometimes what can happen is that you set and forget, you leave it. Which has ha-
1: happened with a lot of people's super funds over yeah. the last few decades is they've set and forget and it's been in a high-fee super fund or it's been in a cash or a very conservative super fund that hasn't been really the right choice for them at the time.
2: Yeah, or they haven't consolidated their super. They just yeah. keep going and letting their super – what they think is happening to it, not realizing that they every time they've moved an employer or, or changed around, that they may have all of these super balances that aren't actually working together. They're high fees, as you said. You're not getting economies of scale. You're not getting the quality investment that you should, and you actually end up being much worse off because you're paying. I mean, if you have five super funds, you've got five different fees inside that, plus mm. five different you know insurance fees that will come inside of that, and five different life issues, insurance issues all of that is is the 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 caveat to this is that automation is absolutely improving our ability to deal with our money life but it isn't set and forget it yeah. is set and review mm. and, and
1: even things like amazon checking out on the app i can buy a book within seconds because all my details are preloaded mm-hmm. so that's a fully automated process one button i've bought something and then i don't have to actually consider that purchasing decision at all i and can how just how much
2: harder is it to get out of it too once you click go to undo you have to go through a heck of a lot of processes about it this is the other thing about automation it's um amazon's a great example i think the other one is subscription models like subscriptions yeah once you're in
1: we forget all those things we're paying for that are automated in the background yeah and that's seeing even things like apple pay they've i've talked about that on the podcast before but there's various things that make it a lot easier for us to spend money without even thinking about it and without having that manual decision making process of okay what am i buying do i really need that what emotion am i trying to feel here
2: yeah so the other part of what we're talking about here is inertia so they know that once you're in the ability for you to change is low because human inertia is quite a constant thing like think about banks are a great example banks know that you're although you have the ability to change your bank account and your bank systems the majority won't mm. because it's sticky, as you said before, sticky fingers. It is sticky money. The change is an admin, It blah, blah, blah. It's not automated. You've got to automate everything again. So this is the other caveat that we're getting to with regards to behavior is that inertia is the other part of this discussion. It's so easy to set and forget. It's so easy to accept inertia. And that's why the other part of this, the, de- the decision you have to also physically make is not just review, but actively look at change. Um, I don't normally like to promote them, but comparison sites, there are advantages to them. Don't necessarily sign up to them because they'll spam you forever. (laughs) But don't forget to review. You know, Super funds, we've already highlighted your health insurance. Review that. The old adage is never get in the way of an insurance company in a bag of money. If you can start to, again, create the routine of reviewing, not just your investments, but your overall personal finances you'll actually start finding savings those savings can go back to your investments that's again that maximization get into that habit of routine Schwarzenegger is the one here Arnold Schwarzenegger I always I love to quote him despite you know what people he talked about the fact that when he was becoming you know Mr Universe it wasn't about the gym exercise itself it was the routine before he said if he could get his routine before absolutely perfect. It happened for him. So every night before, he would pack everything. He'd have his shoes, his outfit, everything folded, ready to go. And that was his routine because he knew that once he did that routine, getting to the gym and then actually doing it would take care of itself. That's the human routine side. Yeah. All that technology has done is that. Your technology is Schwarzenegger's clothes setting. It's sitting there ready for you to go. It's routine for you. But as he also points out, the thing about routine is that it can lead you to a wrong direction and making sure that you're constantly improving on it.
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest takeaway from us for this episode is going through and finding where you can add some automation to your life because it might help you uh, reduce that overwhelm, reduce analysis paralysis, actually help you invest or save or manage your money on a regular basis. And then also looking at where have I automated some things such as my monthly Netflix subscription that I haven't actually used for three months that I could review? And maybe there's a bill like a health insurance or something that I haven't reviewed for a few years, and there's probably some savings there. So looking at both sides of the coin and going, okay, where can I add some automation to make my life easier and overcome many of those behavioral biases we've talked about throughout this series? But where can I add some friction on things that have already been automated so I overcome that inertia we've been talking about.
2: So I think that's a perfect point to leave it because I think it's a perfect wrap up. Just before we finish, if you do want to hear more about these episodes, please let us know right into Rask Kate and I are here to, to take your questions. The other thing I'd probably say to Kate, what What has been your biggest takeout so far in the five episodes we've done around this sort of brain hack scenario?
1: I think the biggest thing is just understanding yourself because you are so unique, but a lot of these challenges do impact everybody. So, even though you yourself will have your own unique set of circumstances, a lot of these things, like analysis paralysis or information overload or the fear of missing out, impact all of us. And so, taking bits and pieces from this series and from the research and from things like Evan's book, Mind Over Money, and thinking about how can I apply these to my own life to improve my financial future?
2: For me, it's it's about, as I've said in episode four, appreciate what you have and it'll appreciate. Be mindful of your own biases and accept them. Also, for me, the other main sort of biggest takeout I've had over this whole period and this whole series is you are unique, and because you're unique, what's right for you is for you and not for other people. And accepting you and your scenario is, in my view, the, the fastest way to actually uh, find a way forward with your money because everyone is different. And because everyone is different, as you said before, Kate, they all have different goals, different achievements. By all means, study those that you like. A Warren Buffett is a great example. But in the end, it comes back to you and what you are wanting and what you believe is the thing that you appreciate the most that is the key takeout, and that's that's what I think this this whole series has been about and what I've loved doing this with you so thank you so much for letting me do it
1: amazing thanks Evan and I'll put the links to all of the episodes in the show notes so you can catch up if you haven't already and Evan thanks for joining me and everyone thanks for listening thanks very much guys